Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Well, all right. Welcome back to Close It Now. Sam Wakefield here. I am so excited about my guest today. This gentleman has um, he, he's well, he's a long, a lot of history, a lot of business history. You mean I'm he, old? Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily old. Um, <laughs> wise, wise, aged. Um, no, it's experience, right? And so the things that um, for everybody listening, we were just talking a little bit ahead of uh, ahead of recording here. And I'm really excited to bring this gentleman to you because of his focus, what he does. He's also a serial entrepreneur. He runs multiple podcasts, which is really exciting um, because when you, uh, you know, when you resonate with somebody, it's, it's instant. You can tell. And this is exciting for me because I love to bring people into this specific space from kind of outside you're, you're not necessarily outside the industry but you're kind of outside our industry i, I understand what you mean i, I yeah. think that's valuable to have different perspectives on yeah. the same topic multiple mm-hmm. panes through the same window right yeah yeah 100 percent. and so yeah for everybody listening uh this is uh, dominic rubio he is uh he, he, well, the podcast he mentioned specifically is the profit tool belt uh but we're gonna we'll go through his whole list and how to contact him here in a little bit yeah. but a uh, serial entrepreneur he's uh, started, grown, and sold multiple businesses at this point in his career, um, and the uh, so I'm just excited to have him on. I think he can bring yeah. a massive value to everybody listening today. So thank you for joining me, sir. I'm excited to have you. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, good times. So yeah. so let's start off. We always, always start these guest episodes out with uh, two things. One, sure. give everybody a quick highlight reel of you know what how you got here and why they should listen to you. Sure. and uh, earn, earn the right and then the second thing is we always love to cover a uh, business and personal philosophy um, something mm-hmm. that really is your driver you know what what wakes you when you find something you love to do it's not they say you never work in a day of your life i think yeah. that's false i think you work harder than you ever have in your life mm-hmm. but now you do it inspired you don't even need an alarm clock you wake up before your alarm would even go off because you I'm can't that, wait it's to funny do you it. say that i'm that guy I could tell strictly from uh, our <laughs> resonance. So, so tell us a bit, a bit of your philosophy. Why don't you give us your highlight reel? Yeah. Well, I'll start to. Do you want the highlight reel or the philosophy? Let me start with the philosophy, and that'll yeah. make everything else probably come to life a lot better. Go for it, man. I I firmly believe it's my job to add so much value to the world. I'm happy with the overspray, mm-hmm. and so that puts a lot of onus on me to throw a ton of value fast and hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to temper that with listening because it's not just about talking. Mm-hmm. It's about listening and it's just helping other people. You know, I, I imagine today we're going to talk about sales and selling, which is really helping people buy. And I do that by being really curious mm-hmm. and caring. Now, underneath the surface, I'm here to make a sale. I'm here to build a business. 
Right. Because, yeah, as you said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Nothing so. happens till something gets sold, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So do you want uh, maybe a little bit about my background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. How, how'd you I, get here? What uh, yeah. what got you excited about there's, sales to start with and entrepreneurship? Yeah. And Yeah, there's no it, straight lines in my life. Like I'm all I'm all over the map. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, for instance, my, you know, I, I did get a chance to go to college, but my degree is in archaeology. I'm a forensic <laughs> anthropologist. Wow. Yeah, say I, mine's, I, mine's I, in physics. Yeah, I was going to say that. Physi- you do not sound like a physicist. <laughs> well, I decided I didn't want to get locked into a uh, you know classroom or a laboratory my whole life because I'm way too big of a personality for that, and I would, yeah, it would drive me nuts. So I have a story that would resonate with that. You wouldn't believe, but uh, yeah, the, the the same thing for me. I just you know it took me a long time to get through college, seven years, and I'm not yeah. <laughs> right because uh-huh. I kept starting businesses. So one of the first companies I I started, quote unquote, mm-hmm. was a student painting business. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just knew I wanted to be in business. Just prior to that, when I was in high school, I had a, a Christmas light installation company. It was called the Yo Ho Ho Light Co. <laughs> I love it. I always like to have fun, right? But mm-hmm. it just came from knocking on doors. No idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. by the way. Not a canoe what I was doing. I just knocked on people's doors and said, hi, I install Christmas lights. Do you need Christmas? And that's how it started. Yeah. And I think that first year, I probably, my my profit, net profit in my jeans after the entire season of installing Christmas lights was probably 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I did that, that years means- ago with car washing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That one. See that there's, there's nobody that says you can't succeed in this world. You can make mm-hmm. it no matter what you have or don't have. You just mm-hmm. have to have the moxie to get out there and knock on a door and try to help people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad so you made doors. Let's put a pin in that because we'll, we'll circle back and you, you'll hear why here in a little bit. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So anyways, I started with knocking on doors, but you know, then I went into painting and um, time went on and, you know, I just kept training myself and and really trying to get better. I realized I sucked at business. Um, mm-hmm. So I went into corporate, corporate world after I failed in my uh, home painting and uh, small, you know, remodels and repairs business. And, mm-hmm. and then I just kept reinventing myself. It's actually my, I used to work for my uncle as a framer, you know, like house framing or, sure. you know, small apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And I left him and I went, painting and renos, but it, I sucked at business and I just got, I just got slapped around so bad, busy mm-hmm. customers loved me. Couldn't make a dime to save my life. Sure. So I went and worked for sprint, you know, and I, I suddenly became a blue suit, red tie guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually where I learned business coaching. And from there I launched my own business, um, which I, you know, I, I started by selling used junk on eBay. <laughs> are, are we twins? Because I did that too. Did you, would you sell? Oh man, I hit I a hundred percent would go to the garage sales. I would do garage sales. Yeah. Find all of the high value of stuff, list That's them. Right. And yeah. then at this back when PayPal just started, there's no crazy fees. eBay was like this open world to just yeah. destroy. Yeah, it was good. It's crazy. You did that. So I did the same thing. So, but I specialized, we did, uh, which is not a good idea, but because it became really hard to find used led calculators. I bet. So most people here listening don't even remember what an LED calculator is or <laughs> ColecoVision head-to-head football, that uh-huh. brown thing. Yep. Or, you know, the. then I also sold Atari and television and ColecoVision games and systems. Mm-hmm. When I sold that company, we had the second largest aftermarket collection of consoles and cartridges in the world. The only guy that had more than us was some guy with like a limestone cave in Tennessee. And he had <laughs> somehow he had found a warehouse that was full of them. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, I, I morphed that because we had problems. 
Mm-hmm. Our our feedback rating was dropping very quickly on eBay. And uh, because we couldn't find stuff that we'd sold, we had no inventory system. Yes. So, and it's because nothing was the same shape, size, smell, anything. It was just a mm-hmm. disaster. Like a yeah. walking, the, the boxes were stacked so high that they were touching at the top. They're just leaning on each other. We couldn't find something. Mm-hmm. And we were renting my uncle's two car garage, by the way. It was not, <laughs> it was not a formal operation. So anyways, right. I get fed up and I go to the gas station coffee shop. Mm-hmm. This is not highfalutin. And I sit down with a piece of paper. And the, by the way, this repeats itself throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And I reinvented the business on paper. Mm-hmm. I was just incredibly frustrated. And I said, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What do we need to make? And I boiled it down. It was going to be three things. It was either going to be records, mm-hmm. like final LPs, mm-hmm. magazines, or books. And I finally mm-hmm. decided on books. Mm-hmm. Then I forgot to do the volume calculation, <laughs> which is also a repeatable theme in my life. Sure. Um, Turned out we needed 250,000 books to make the money I needed to make. Right. I'd never calculated how much space that would take. <laughs> because now we're dealing with books. Oh, yeah. So- oh my gosh. Let's hit pause on that super quick because you, you just said something like really, really powerful that I want everybody to really pick up on is when you're redesigning your business, when you're business planning, when it, it anywhere in your business, it doesn't have to be pretty. It can be it's like making rough sausages and it's yeah, exactly. And, ugly. <laughs> and, and but I think so many people get in this analysis paralysis moment of until I have it, until I get to a place where it looks like some imaginary beautiful picture in their mind, they stop. They don't take action. And so, can you speak to that a little bit? Because yeah, I really feel like that's super powerful. It is. I mean, people overthink it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I don't do is overthink stuff. I'm not very smart. I'm just bullheaded and I will do it until I get it right and get it. I get it wrong a lot until I get it right. And I've learned that a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper and a pen is my friend. Mm -hmm. I can invent it or reinvent it on paper. And then, you know, I also have to have the discipline and and I have a sense that, you know, this as well. At some point you got to stop, stop dreaming and start doing, Mm -hmm. but the market will always tell me if I've got a winner or if I've got a failure. And, mm-hmm. but I've got to have the cojones to listen when the market has stopped responding. Right. So it doesn't matter if I'm trying a sales tactic, a marketing tactic, a hiring tactic. Mm-hmm. If it's not working, it's not the world. It's me. Right. It's something has to change. Well, I can change me. No problem. We do that all the time. Clearly not perfect. So yeah. I'll go change what I'm doing or how I'm doing it and get a better result. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It reminds me of the Jim Run quote, uh, don't wish for things to be easier. Wish you were better. <laughs> That's right. Jim Rohn is the best. I'm so sad he's gone. Oh, man. That's, uh, oh, man. It, what we're talking about is so, uh, so perfect. But especially, I, I'm sure you know what's going on in all of the trades right now. Uh, all you hear is call volume is down 30 to 40%. And everybody's still beating their head against the wall, trying to do the same thing, hoping that they, well, let's just get better at closing the deal, the leads we're getting. Mm. Well, there comes a time when, like you just said, We've got to do something a little bit different. Do it a little different. Just try yeah. something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And start on paper. It just has to start on paper, which goes back to the story. Just reinvent yourself on paper. It's mm-hmm. free. It's a piece of paper. You're only using one half of it anyway. Just scribble yeah. away. Yeah. But if, if it can't work on paper, it's not going to work in real life. Yeah. Yeah. For you know? sure. Can you give us an uh, like an example of that? Yeah. So let's say that you want to figure out um, how to increase your gross profit margins. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody in business would want to do that. Or let's make it even easier. I want to increase the average sales size for every transaction I do, right? Mm -hmm. So I can either work harder in business or I can work smarter. You know, we all hear that. Guys like you and I say that as a throwaway line. Sure. 
But if you want to work smarter, instead of doing, you know, a hundred more jobs a year, take the mm-hmm. amount of jobs you're doing and just sell more per job. Right. So do that on paper. And, and the easy thing I can say is let's say that you've got an average, what's an average job size in, in this industry? Uh, call it $12,000. Okay. So that's just a normal residential job, right? Right. Yeah. Basic okay. residential. Um, that's not even something flashy. That's, that's a pretty good industry average though. Yeah. And does that include, well, let me, <laughs> let me stop <laughs> acting smart <laughs> and ask the question, which comes back to sales skills. What is something that you or your industry offer that everybody should be taking advantage of, should be buying from you, but they're not? Mm, that's a good question. Let, we could start with probably the easiest low-hanging fruit would be surge protection. I love it. Surge protection. Um, how much is a surge protecting system? Less than $1,000 for most in most cases. Less than $1,000. Maybe, Why would I need maybe a surge push protector? into $1,500, depends on whole house. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's use a grand just as an example. Yeah. Okay. Now, why do I need a surge protector? Uh, the benefit is so you're not spending a lot of money later on to fix something that was a preventable breakdown. Yeah. So you didn't zap your whole house. Mm-hmm. Right. Now there's other people out there listening there who are raising their fists in the air going, no, I want to do EV chargers. You know, yeah. Okay. What doesn't matter what your, what your thing is. You just told me you're passionate. Like you care about surge protectors at $1,000. So now we can take our average dollar sale of Mm $12,000 and easily increase it to Mm $13,000. That means for every 12 deals you do, you just did an extra deal. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. And the only way to do that is just to add a little bit to your scripting or your offer or being curious and caring Mm -hmm. by talking to the homeowner and saying, hey, have you thought about what would happen if this system ever zapped? Right. Have you ever had a zap before? I notice you've got a great stereo there. I notice you've got a fish tank you really care about. I notice you've got a lot of expensive computers. Mm-hmm. What are we doing about surge protection? Uh, what do you mean? Well, you do need to have a surge protector on here, right? Do we? I mean, you don't have to have one, but you're going to have to replace all of the fish in that tank if you don't. Right. You're going to have to replace that stereo. You're going to have to whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You want me to just look into it and see how much that would cost you? We're doing the work anyway. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a $12,000 average sale up to $13,000. Right. Love so it. that's that's an idea of doing it. Just do it on paper. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The other thing I would do on paper, and, and this is where I'm very mean to my... My inside voice is not a polite man. <laughs> my inside voice screams horrible obscenities at me. So take that power and write down every objection that somebody would have. Every single objection. Once you write it down, once I write it down, I own it. Mm-hmm. And I can come up with all the answers I want. Now I've practiced it at least once. When you say that thing to me, why would I buy it from you? I've never heard of you guys besides your company colors are horrible. And I can't believe you wear that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You just answer it. You're like, well, I understand you hate the color, but that's why we chose that color. So it would really stand out. We're proud yeah. of what we do and we want to be seen in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Done. Right? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop for a second, Sam. Oh, I love it. No, this is this is incredible. And uh, clearly we think very similar uh, about every bit of this. And it, it's so powerful to... Um, it, it, that's the missing piece that is really just... I am such. I don't know if you've ever heard of something called the Colby Colby score, um, but it classifies people. And for everybody that's listening, um, to go to Colb K O L B E, and take the test. It's cheap. It's like fifty bucks. It's not like another personality test. It really rates on how people respond to situations. So personally, mm-hmm. I score off the charts on 
um, quick start. My quick start energy is off the chart. And then my execution chart or, or score and like follow through and finish up and all that is really, really, really low in implementation. <laughs> so that's why my biggest, one of the things I say all the time is success happens at the speed of implementation. And everybody thinks I'm telling them, but it's more about I'm telling myself. Reminding yourself. Because yeah. I will I will jump to, I'll do a coaching call. And in fact, today's coaching call, he was my business coach. He was laughing at me because he can hear me. He'll mention something and he can hear me literally on Google in the background. He's like, stop, stop, stop. You're yeah, already clicking on. and we haven't even finished the topic yet. He's like, but it's okay. It's how we do. And so it get and I agree with you, getting the the basics kind of lined out ahead of time. Um and yeah. it just saves so much. You wouldn't you people don't end up with, you know, being able to handle all the objections that come up until they pay thousands of dollars for training. But if we did this, this would really help a lot to get started. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about self-improvement. And mm -hmm. you know, we haven't been taught the power of self-improvement. I'm not going to get into the school system now, but you know, we just haven't been taught sure. the power of it, but right. some people have listened and some people take advantage. And those are the people who listen to your podcast and mine mm -hmm. just chosen to yeah. take a different path. Absolutely. Right? Self-improvement and uh, even equally strong is um, taking radical responsibility as well. You like oh. you were saying earlier, if something's wrong with it, it's my fault we'll instead of, there. well, it's the market, it's the government, it's the whatever. It doesn't matter. My fault. Mm -hmm. Let's start here. Yeah, I love it. Ah, ah good stuff, dude. Well, cool. So, so walk. We, we were <laughs> we're in the journey, right? So, you are. Uh, so, you've got your your business. You redefined it for books. Ran out of space. Where are we at now? Yeah. So, I'll just I'll jump ahead because otherwise it's going to take too long. So, um, I started selling used books online, and then we started selling over the counter medications. Mm -hmm. Right. Really simple things like um, skin whitening cream and. Uh, just all sorts of things that people would want to buy, but we just ended up bumping into mail order medications. Mm -hmm. So prescription. So I became a pharmacy. Wow. And so the company is called and was called CanadaPharmacy.com. Okay. Um, I think it's still going. It's been, I sold it and now it's probably been sold a couple of times. Um, but th there's just different politics in Canada than the United mm -hmm. States. So if there's a bottle of aspirin that you mm -hmm. would pay $80 for in Canada, it's 30. Sure. It just is it's mm -hmm. and it's it goes back to politics and who cares buy it for 30 it's the same medication um so anyways i built that business up to 120 million in sales i had a call center of 120 people i had 40 mm -hmm. pharmacists and pharmacy techs working for me mm -hmm. massive call center massive sort of warehouse operation and uh yeah things were trucking along great love it yeah and, yeah. and then the exit which is uh it and definitely then the exit. in any kind of industry like this that's if somebody's like oh i'll never sell it's still in the back of their mind right yeah. So I got past that. I'll never sell. And I think the reason for that is because I'm confident in my ability to reinvent myself. And it came from, cause I have a background in sales like you, Sam, I know I can reinvent myself. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I sold that business and then I went and I became business partners with a gentleman named Brian Tracy, who, if anybody here cares about sales or personal improvement, business improvement, mm -hmm. Brian is, you've read what he's written 80 books. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm in the mid audio book right now. I'm re-listening to no excuses. Oh, Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most people know him by Eat That Frog, which is probably yeah. one of his most popular books mm -hmm. on time management procrastination. In fact, anytime I start anyone in training, they'll, mm. the book, the always in the top of, top five, top three of my recommendation list where I start everyone is The Psychology of Selling. Yeah. Every time. so good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The psychology so, of selling, the psychology of achievement, all of those books. And and I have to say this about Brian. He's the same off stage as he is on stage. That's incredible. Now he's spicier off stage. Like he I'm will sure. rip me a new one uh-huh. and not sew the skin back on. Like he tear, you know, he used to tear me apart. But to his credit, because he knows, you know, he's just not going to suffer fools or my bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot working with him, a ton. Great guy. Um, and you know, the reason I say that is because I've also met a lot of other public figures who are not yeah. the same. You maybe you just smiled. Maybe you've seen them too. They're not the same Absolutely. off stage. They've got a persona on stage, but they're not that same guy. Yeah, it would absolutely. I would rather. There's some that I've met that are incredible and that I love, and they're the same person. There's some that I met that I would rather get a root canal than have to spend five minutes with them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I think in in many cases, you and I have flown too close to the sun. Yeah. You know, we've <laughs> right. We've met uh-huh. the authors or we've met the speakers, and you're like, oh my god, I met. Sometimes you should not meet your heroes. Right. Uh, right. However, with Brian, I would say 100. percent If you ever get a chance to have a coffee with him, sit down. A, just an incredible guy. I would love that. He's been my, been definitely a mentor for a long time. In fact, super yeah. quick pop out and a, a shout out to uh, Brian and Nate over at the Waste No Day podcast. Everybody listening, if you haven't uh, checked out that podcast, for one, listen to their podcast because it's great. But also, more importantly, they just had a an episode with Brian Tracy. So everyone, there go listen go. to the Brian Tracy episode with Waste No Day because it is incredible. Uh, yeah. The value that he brought to is bringing to the industry. Yeah, love it. And he continues to add value. And mm-hmm. I wish podcasts had been around when Jim Rohn was around. I really, I just, I, oh, I wish I'd had a chance to have a coffee with him. Such mm-hmm. an incredible guy. Mm-hmm. But let's not dwell on the past. Yeah, he's, no, he's it's, left. It's a, he's left a solid legacy for sure. Um, so yeah, so you've you've got your mail order business, the the pharmacy and uh, pharmaceuticals, and so you sell that at 120 million. That's a really nice exit, I'm sure. Yeah. And then what you, uh, you got, well, then I, space. I looked for another business to buy and I'm not sure if you've ever done that, but it's hard to find a decent business to buy very mm-hmm. hard to do. And so I ended up, um, just through chance and luck, I ended up running across Brian Tracy with somebody else. We bought the rights to his global coaching organization. He had a business mm-hmm. coaching company and because I already knew business coaching, I bought that company from him. So I had the global rights. And so you know, we started uh, selling more franchises and growing some really successful, wonderful people in that in that franchise organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of them in the United States, lots in Canada, lots in Brazil. Believe it or not, tons in Brazil. Yeah. yeah, and I don't speak any Portuguese. <laughs> well, that's, a- that's not true. I speak enough to order food, but not enough to send it back if they get the order wrong. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to deal. <laughs> just okay. I'll eat that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just want to order this next time. <laughs> My bad. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, man, I love this. And so talk to us a little bit of, uh, through that journey, because one of the big things that, you know, with what I do with working with companies across the country and, and, and in Canada is, um, you know, the goal is always to grow, right? To grow, to scale. So what in your, I mean, that's massive growth that you, uh, you know, with the coaching organization, um, talk to us a little bit about some of the, uh, some tips for growing and scaling and and things to look for and things to avoid. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's amazing. You'd think that's an easy question. So I'll give you the easiest answer. Yeah. Keep it simple. Really just focus on a few things and just do them really well. Mm -hmm. One of the problems, and I'm a business owner too, right? So I've got Mm -hmm. a team of maybe eight or nine people. Now we're going to, we're going to grow. I've had teams bigger. Obviously I had the 160 employee business and I had you know, the, the, the global franchise, which was 237 plus about 10 staffs, so 
just call it 240 people. Mm-hmm. This one's, you know, not that big, but we're going to yeah. grow. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Just focus on the thing that needs to be focused on. And one of the things that happens is there's a lot of noise in our lives as a, as a business owner, lots of things pulling us off are uh, the most important thing. And being able to ignore that or shut it out or say no is mm-hmm. incredibly important. I can't mm-hmm. grow this business unless I can say no. I've got to say no nicely, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say no. You know, one of the, one of the things you might hear this as well, when you're dealing with leaders of businesses, they'll say, you know, I, I want to take care of my team. I really believe in my team. So I have an open door policy, I can't, but I can't get anything done. So a simple, you want to know a simple, dead simple system for that. Close the I door. have an open door policy. What's that? <laughs> Close the door. Close the door. <laughs> well, kind of. So I have, an open, I have an open door policy as well. Mm-hmm. I have an absolutely open door Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 till 2. Sure. That's my open door. Love it. Don't. I can't talk to you outside of that. And the reason I can't talk to you is not because I don't want to. It's not because you're not important. It's because I'm hunting the next gazelle we're going to eat as a team. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the next joint venture. I'm figuring out the software system. I'm in charge payroll. Don't you guys want to get paid? Like I got to go make right. sure that gets done. So, but in order to do that, I've got to go squirrel away and do my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk Tuesdays or Thursdays from 10 till two. No problem. Sure. But that's the open door. And so that kind of discipline that I have to impose on myself and then with my team, that's an example of that simplicity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And that's one that's protecting the value of your own time as the mm-hmm. leader. Um, but it's also, it's, I love that concept because it trains all of your people to value their own time as well. I hope so. And, yeah. <laughs> and to also become efficient in what, yeah. in their communication, uh, which yeah. is also it, not just in communicating with you as the leader, but also you know, that's a skill that you would hope they develop to communicate with the customer, with e- each other, all those things, right? Let's stop the wasted communication and be efficient in it. Yeah. You know, the, the amount of time that's wasted on meetings, mm-hmm. it just kills people. So you should never have a meeting without an agenda. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you the meeting for any agenda, I can tell you the agenda for any meeting I'm going to have for the next hundred years. It's not going to change. Uh-huh. Hi, how are you? What are the numbers? What's up? Where are you stuck? Who's going to do what by when? Have a great day. Mm-hmm. That's the agenda. Love it. For every meeting. And that the reason so I powerful. start with numbers, and you and I both come from sales and sales management. When we're dealing with salespeople, you got to get the numbers out of the way because otherwise the BS starts to smell the room up. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear you. St- I'll get the stories after. Just tell me the numbers now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I'm when I'm working with teams or uh, I will... We always do the tracking sheets and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, listen, I can coach you better in one minute of looking at your number line than 20 minutes of, of listening to you tell me what you think is wrong. You know, because somebody that's, mm. you know, had 20 appointments and sold two has a completely different problem than somebody who's had three appointments and sold three. Yeah. Right. It's still a problem. We need to work on, you know, something totally something. different. Yeah. But, I don't want to hear the stories. We can analyze this in literally 30 seconds. Yeah. And that, that does waste a lot of time. I want my, I want my salespeople to tell me stories. I want, when people have a win, if my administrator comes to me and says, Dom, I just saved us seven bucks. I'm like, tell me about it. Yeah. You might go, Oh, seven bucks. Who cares? No, no, no. It's important to her that Mm -hmm. she saved us seven bucks. Tell me the story. I want to hear it, but I did want to hear the $7 first. You know, that it reminds me, this is really actually super top of mind today because just today, my wife told me uh, something that carries a lot of weight. Said if anyone 
think something is important enough to create a sentence around it, put it into words and communicate it. Even if you don't think it's important, it's important to them. So was this a, this, was this a self-counseling moment or was this? Uh, yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> well, no. So yeah, it, it may ha- it may or may not have confirmed or denied. It may have been coming off the tail end of a heated conversation. However, <laughs> um, it, it hit me between the eyes. I was like, man, that's how we need to treat our people as well. Yeah. And you know, yes, I'm going to stop there because otherwise we're not going to stay focused on today. <laughs> go off in a million directions. This is good. These so everybody listen, these are massive nuggets though. Um can so real super quick, let's recap. Give us those five things in your the agenda for your meeting real quick again. That oh, way, absolutely. Yeah, every, so, and yeah, everybody can make a note here. Yeah, so hi, how are you? You know, I want to greet everybody. I'm not going to just come barking like a general, right? Hi, how's everybody? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. What are your numbers? Numbers should never be a secret. So you know what number you're going to report at the meeting. So does the Susie next to you. And so does Sam or you are Sam, but you know what I mean? And then all the other people, right? So everybody knows what number they're going to report. I just want numbers. I don't want anything other than a number. If it's not a number, I'm going to put up my hand. Ah, ah, Just Mm -hmm. sorry. Can I just get the number? Yeah. Okay. So hi, how are you? Numbers. Now round Robin, we're going to go around the room again. What's up? So I just want 30 seconds. What's going on with Mm -hmm. you, Sam? What's going on with you, Susie? What's going on? What's going on? Just give me the headlines, right? Mm -hmm. Then we're going to go around the room again. Where are you stuck? Mm -hmm. Where are you stuck? Where are you stuck? Where are you stuck? Okay. Do that. Now, this is where the side conversations come up and that's okay, but Mm -hmm. now I'm a traffic cop Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say, Susie's going to say, I'm still waiting from those numbers for those numbers from Sam and Sam hasn't given them to me yet. And Sam, you're going to go, well, okay, well, hold on a second. That's a great point. Uh Right after this meeting, can you guys just break off to the side and deal with it now before you sit down again? Mm -hmm. Great. I've just traffic cop that out. Right. Nice. So where's, where are you stuck? And then the final thing is who's going to do what by when, mm-hmm. and in a perfect world, it ain't me. <laughs> sure. But that's it. So who's going to, and then goodbye, How you know, right. high five, some sort of team rally cheer or whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. keeping it that simple, that works for most of the, not all meetings. You know, if you have a production meeting, if you're doing installations, you might need a little more technical, sure. but that works for 80% of the meetings you're going to mm-hmm. have. Oh, absolutely. And then figuring out where everybody's stuck and how you can, how as the leader, you can support them and where they're stuck, right? Or get them unstuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah or- and just do traffic cop right there. But but the reason meetings go long is because those side conversations start or there's finger pointing or blame. We right. well, we don't accept that in this company. We don't finger point. We don't blame. Right. Right. Sam didn't get you the number, but Sam might not have the number. Let's just get the number. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Now, if it goes on 60 times, we're going to have a conversation. Sure. But- of course. Oh, love it, man. This is this is really powerful. Everybody, listen. This is this is why uh, Dominic is has his company, his business, his coaching that he does is for trades. His podcast right. is for people in the trades with their businesses. Because so many of us, uh, myself included, we started doing the work not knowing about business. And, you know, my story is that 18 years ago, I was an attic rat pulling duct work through, you know, just the, I was, I'm short. So I was the guy in the corner of the attic and, you know, over time, of course, I've, I've grown and, you know, my audible goes a mile for miles because of the audio books and business books I've read and listened to. However, it's, this is why he's coaches companies like ours in this industry to scale and to grow and to be more profitable um, even if you're not growing, you can be more profitable, right? If you choose to, there's, there, it's like one or the other. Uh, a lot of times, 
right? Yeah. What are what's the focus, and you know where where do we need to work on? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Can I do this? Can I do what? Yeah, do whatever, man. So in the contracting trades, which we're all in, mm-hmm. there are eight profit leaks. And I won't get into them now, but there's eight. We all have them. It doesn't matter if you're doing 250 grand or 250 million a year mm-hmm. or anything. The number of zeros at the end of your revenue line does not matter. There are eight profit leaks. Mm-hmm. If you were to take any one profit leak and find a way to increase your profits by $100 a day, mm-hmm. and I'll make a bunch of assumptions. You know, you're only open five days a week and you're open 50 weeks a year because of Christmas, Thanksgiving, vacation, whatever, just round it. It's 250 sure. days a year. So 250 days times 100 bucks, it's 25 grand. Yeah. And if you're a bigger company than that, add add all the zeros you want. I don't care. The number still works. You might go, well, thank you, Dominic. That is a really interesting number. I could make $25,000 more. I'll go, well, cool your jets because you also missed saving. How can you improve operations or efficiency or reduce wasted efforts? You know, some people call it lean Mm -hmm. manufacturing or uh, continuous and ever any improvement. But there's ways as well to improve operations so you can make another $100 per hour. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another 25 grand in your pocket. So listening to your show or mine, I want you to walk away with $50,000 of ideas every week. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage of great ideas. Your challenge listening is to go put one of those things in place. Just one. Yeah, that implementation, one. right? That's it, man. Mm-hmm. Just do one. Oh, I love it. Um, so let's uh, let, let's do this. We turn the corner here before we started this episode we we're kind of talking about the uh you said the the steps of the sale right the things that right. must be included in every sales conversation mm. uh, that make it smooth and easy and you know that if something is missing then we've left yeah. an objection door open they can escape through yeah. uh, so, so let's go into that a little bit and uh you know kind of dive in some i like yeah those escape hatches are so important so, uh, you know, for a second, I'll assume that everybody knows that all decision makers have to be present. Let's just assume that you have to have all decision sure. makers present. Sure. I like to have people sitting down when they're going to make a big decision. Although I understand sometimes in the trades, we make decisions standing oh, yeah. up in an unfinished room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, you just do. I'm a huge fan of everybody standing around the kitchen counter, you know, but yeah, we do all but, kind of stuff. But you're focused. You're not like one's not wandering off. I'm just going right. to go walk the dog while you guys talk. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem. It's not their problem. I just didn't show them how we're going to have this meeting. Right. So mm-hmm. let's assume all those things are in place. There's, there's four components. There's four things people need to know before they can buy from me. And then there's two additional things. These are like bonus rounds. If I find these out, I will definitely be able to help these people. And that's code word for sell them sure, or help them buy. I really mm-hmm. don't want to sell anything to some, to mm-hmm. me, selling you something is doing something to you. Yeah. Helping you buy is really helping you. I just, I mm-hmm. really want to help people. Right. And I, I'm, I never have to be the cheapest provider in the world. Don't even care. If, nope. if I was to go work for a company and they said, we're the low cost provider, I would respond with, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the low cost provider. Right. At all. We're I want to be the value high value. Provider. Thank you. <laughs> Love Are it. you my cousin? <laughs> I know. Is- that's what I keep thinking. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because there's, there's nowhere to go. Low cost. Somebody could be cheaper. But mm-hmm. nobody can add value the way I can add value. Right. Right. Or my company. So, anyways, the four components are this budget. And please, everybody, write this down or pull over your car or mm-hmm. rewind this. Right. They're really easy to remember. I need to understand really well. And the other person, the buyer, needs to understand for me these four things budget, need, timing, and trust. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say relationship, but it's trust. B N T T. 
budget, yeah. need, timing, and trust. And then there's two technical things. These are the other two bonus rounds. There's two technical things that really matter to the other person or the couple or the decision makers that I have to find out that most people will never ask. Mm-hmm. But when I find those things out, that's my deal. So that's it. Mm-hmm. The beauty of knowing these things is I now know which questions to ask and I can preload my objection handling and my closes. Mm-hmm. So I know you see a smiley face here. Some guys sounds like a goofball, had a couple businesses doing other things. I'm, that's all what you see on the outside. But inside my mind, we are playing chess mm-hmm. and I know where we're going. It just seems like a very casual and nice chat. Right. But we're going to go this path here and we're going to get that accomplished in this order. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I say my- too much? No, no, my win, my, yeah. So many times, especially with any kind of trades. Well, and this is any, what's just sales in general is the urgency conversation. You know, when you're in an industry that's driven a lot of times by seasons and that kind of thing, the urgency Mm -hmm. conversation ebbs and flows, but in any industry, urgency conversation is crucial because so, you know, that personally I've always trained that, you know, a sales decision is a car logic is the steering wheel that's what points the wheels in the right direction that's like should we do it this way should we do it with you make sure we're doing it right yeah but that is not going to make the sale that's like okay great that'll get us all the way to yep perfect we've got to think about it the emotion is the gas pedal to take action and take action now and why i want to do it right away so i don't have to live like this anymore and life can look like this yeah, and uh, so that's oh, it's so important to have all. Oh, yeah, of those why components. is so critical? But that that why comes down to all the things you know. So, for instance, take budget. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be some robot and say, "What is your budget for doing this service on your house?" No, no. in fact, that's the opposite of what we need to do. That literally is counterproductive. That is counterproductive. Actually, you know, you you raise a good point. Out of those six different types of questions, four plus two, some questions I ask can answer two or three of them in one shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. So, hey, uh, choose a trade service that you want to focus on right now. Um, well, let's let's stick with HVAC since this okay. is kind of the the bulk of the, the listenership. And do you want to say hot water tanks or water softeners or? Uh, no, let's go with a uh, let's let's do. We're right. We're recording right here in January third. Yeah. So this is going to release dead center of winter. So let's go with furnaces. Furnace. Okay. So I'm in your house. I'm assuming all decision makers are present and that you've been somewhat qualified, high level qualification. I'm you're, I'm also assuming that I sent you a text or some sort of message that says, Hey, I'm probably going to be a couple minutes early. I just might be barely on time. I hope that's okay. Mm-hmm. So they know I'm coming, right? Sure. Even better if my picture's attached. Hey, when you see this yep. guy standing at the door smiling, it's me. Mm-hmm. Please tell me if I have salad in my teeth, all that stuff, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody listen, even better if you send them a link to a quick little welcome video of like, hey, I'm on the way. I'm excited to see you here oh, shortly. Nice. Take a minute and, uh, you know, yeah. any anything particular where I need to park and that kind of thing. Yeah, right. All of those things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll come back to this in a second. But asking people about their cats and dogs, I know mm-hmm. this sounds irrelevant. I'll tell you it is relevant. Absolutely. Even if you don't care, mm-hmm. ask. So anyways. We're, we're now in, in, in the person's home and we're selling furnace heater, right? Mm-hmm. So the budget question, I don't have to ask you the budget question. How much do you expect to pay for a furnace? That question is an over the top lob. You know, mm-hmm. you did that in ping pong. They're going to smash it right back at you. Mm-hmm. Have any of your friends had a furnace done lately? Oh yeah. Our neighbors next door, they got hosed. Oh, what happened there? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to pay this much. And just pick what what would an average furnace be in in Austin? Uh, ten grand. Okay, so they got hosed. They had to pay like eleven thousand I mean, dollars. Wow, eleven grand is that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like they got hosed. They should have gotten something bigger. Oh, okay. I can't assume what they're going to say. Right. We right? have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea. I have to be very curious and I have to care. Mm-hmm. So now I know that one of their neighbors got a furnace. So they're actually a little bit educated. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, who did that furnace job for them? Ah, Smith's. Oh, how come you guys didn't call Smith? Yeah. Do you know that guy drove over their flower? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And he let the cat out. The cat? No. Do you guys have a cat? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, remind me, how are we going to take care of the cat when we do this install for you? Right. Do you see what I just did there? You assume the sale. <laughs> you were our, you're meant, actually, much better way to say this is you're already mentally putting their mind into in, installation day and how they're going to handle the important things in their life while yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Painting the I'm a, picture I'm a huge... forward. I'm sorry, Sam, I cut you off. Say that again. No, I just said painting the picture forward. Yeah. Right. So very assumptive sales. I like to do lots of soft closes, probably around the range of two or three a minute. Mm-hmm. Same. Right. So you just it, constantly, they're not going to know they're coming. Just constantly. Oh, remind me, what are we going to do with your cat? Let me make a note here. Do you guys have a pen? Can mm-hmm. you guys write this down? Let's talk about the cat after. Okay. Uh, sorry. Back to what we were talking about. The furnace guy drove over the flowers. Oh, where do you want me to park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, right. what's the best place our, our crew can park during the install? Yeah. And by the way, that goes to trust. Right. Remember I said budget, need, timing, trust, and the two technical things. So we've just now hit budget, timing. No, we didn't hit timing. Sorry, budget and trust. So mm-hmm. why now? Why didn't you yeah. call Smith? Oh, he drove over their flowers. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I at least I care. So we're starting to put all these things together, right? Now I'm going to ask timing. A timing question is really important. And you kind of alluded to this before, but Time can be our biggest ally in helping somebody buy because there's a burning need. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you guys need a furnace now? I mean, it's we're kind of in a warm snap right now. It's mm-hmm. not cold. And then they're going to say something that you've got to listen to really carefully because that's going to be important, mm-hmm. right? My daughter keeps getting sick. We haven't figured it out. We don't know if it's allergies. We don't know if it's food. It's driving us crazy. The poor little girl. Oh, this is more than a furnace conversation. Right. Now it just opened up a whole world of uh, uh, lots of other things, right? Lots of how bad is what they are, right? How bad is it? Oh my goodness, poor kid. Yeah, right. Is it daytime? Is it nighttime? Is it all of those things? Right. All year round? Is it? Yeah, yeah. What I what I like to hear is, and you'll hear this in the voice. My mother in law is big again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when is she arriving? Right. Next Tuesday. Oh, when does this have to be done? by Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, you need financing or how are we going to do this? Right? Yeah. Like, how can I help? Because we yeah. got to get this. So, but how somebody says what they say will tell me a lot, but you right. see, we've just had a normal conversation. How many mm-hmm. of budget need timing and trust did we already cover off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of them. Most of them. And I can do a lot better as we're going. I'm, we, you know, are just shooting it around here, right? For sure. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Something you mentioned earlier is as well, and, and I've heard this for years, you know, when I'm training people and they're riding with me versus riding with other, especially back when I was the sales manager and trainer at the company here in Austin, mm-hmm. you know, I would have new people ride with me and then I would always put them also with a couple of the other top people. And they always came back to me and said, why does it sound like when I'm riding with them, it's a sales conversation 
and when I ride with you, it's just a normal conversation. It's just not. And I was like, because it is. Stop using care. that creepy salesman voice and actually care. But we're a service industry for a reason. Let's serve. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, that's one of the challenges that we have as business owners is we're trying to hire technicians, like people that grew up saying, I'm really good with tools. I wouldn't mind working with tools. Mm-hmm. I want the entire Milwaukee set. I don't care what it costs. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we're like, hey, you got to sell. And they're like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I think sales guys are cheesy, slimy. They're criminals. They're robbers. My 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 mom's second ex-husband was a sales guy and he was mm-hmm. not a good guy. I don't want to be a sales. All of those things come into it. So don't sell. We mm-hmm. don't sell. You can, I would be happy to say we don't sell at this company, but we're very curious and we care about helping people. Mm-hmm. I can show you how to care. And we care with really nice furnaces, but we don't, we never offer somebody a furnace they don't need. Right. Now we got to offer them the right one. Mm-hmm. Right. And they need to do it or they're going to freeze or get too hot or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It, that's all we do here. We're just really trying to help people. Mm-hmm. So align yourself to what your market needs and what's going to make your techs feel comfortable because they did not grow up saying, I want to listen to sales podcasts. So I understand the four ingredients to any sale plus all the right. objection handling technique. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's not going to work, man. Yeah. There's only a handful of us that are actually wired like that. <laughs> I can't, let me, let me tell you. So I think I told you my background was I sold telecom. So uh-huh. when I left being in trades, I went and worked for sprint and I was the blue suit, red tie guy. And we went into boardrooms of banks and we're selling telecommunications. We're selling fiber optic cables, all that stuff. Right? We didn't talk like that. You did, we didn't talk like, well, I want to tell you about this special offer we have on T1 cables right now. We're backhauling it from the railway track right into your building. with Right. Nobody you sound like an infomercial. Like <laughs> no, yeah, but people think you have to, you don't talk like that at all. And no. you don't talk like 30 Rock. You, like, you don't, you just be a normal guy from that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? What's yeah. wrong? You know, is it stressful buying a furnace? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see how I can help you. Let's yeah. answer your questions before I start talking. What's the biggest thing you guys are worried about with a furnace? Yeah. Like turn it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or bring, bring those up a lot of times, you know, it's the black swan group, they call it the accusation audit. Right. And uh, it's like, just call it out ahead of time. So yeah, most people normally, these are the anxieties they have with this kind of a purchase, but I'm here to help and show you why it didn't have to be so hard and list yeah. them. It's okay. Yeah. List it, put it on paper. Mm-hmm. But but again, it comes back to, I think you and I are saying, I'm going to say it in my words, but I, I can hear it from you as well. I just have to be curious and I have mm-hmm. to care yeah. about the people. I'm not trying to sell something to you. I want to help. I want to help you with a solution. Mm-hmm. And if their daughter really has an allergy, they haven't figured out, they're not sleeping at night either. Sure. And if I can be the solution, mm-hmm. you know how proud I would be to put in that furnace and help them? Absolutely. You know, and that's, so everybody listening to, this is one of the things in this very specific conversation when we're in discovery, which is this, this phase, um, discovery is, discovery is the sales process. Everybody listening outside of that, the rest is just taking measurements and taking an order. Discovery is the sales portion of the Mm -hmm. entire appointment. Now, does everything matter and is all important? Yes, of course. But this is where the the rubber hits the road. And when we hear those kind of things, man, what I love to, and I'm sure you probably do something similar. I'd love to hear your your kind of take on this, is we'll ask the, drive down the road to the point that, you know, literally one to three people out of 10 or more, if you're doing this properly, you're going to hit actual tears. 
you're going to hit a pain point that's so deep. They are so concerned about solving it. And we're not offering solutions yet. We're literally just listening and listening and listening, asking clarifying questions. And then when you've hit the wall of that emotional wall, when we know one more question would be too far, hmm. we hit that wall and that's where we at. And for most people, they think it's way before it actually is. So that's one of the things that is trained to go ask more questions than you are. But the second, here's, and for everybody listening, write this down. The question asked then is, man, Dominic, if we could help with that, if we could improve on that for your daughter, would that help you? How can and I say it, no? And they'll say yes. So, okay, great. So I just want to make sure what's important to you. I'm, I'm just going to make a note for myself to make sure I investigate and address this. Um, improve air quality for daughter's allergies, right? Right. Okay, great. Yeah. And then move on. But we're not offering solutions yet. That's that's later. Yeah. I don't get things mixed up. Yeah. So you you asked what my thoughts would be on that. Yeah. A hundred percent. You kind of knew I was going to agree, but the the part that I really agree on is repeating back mm -hmm. what they said to me, right, as verbatim as I can. Yes. And then if I can't if I can't repeat back exactly what you said, I'll say. And my notes are messy, but you said something along the lines of. Mm -hmm. My daughter has allergies. It's she doesn't have a runny nose, but her eyes are always watering. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So now imagine they say, we got to think about it. We got to do finance. We can't figure this out. We're busy, something. Now the next company comes in, they're like, Yeah, you know what you need here? The C74. That'll do it. No problem. I think we could put it in here. You guys are gonna need to get out. Uh, I need access to the basement. And mm -hmm. uh, here's a form you can fill out. Yep. Okay, they're gonna oh, we gotta think about it. The guy goes, yeah. yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm here all, you know, I've been here for 65 years. I'll do it. Just let yeah. me know. <laughs> he leaves and they're going to go, uh, we got to call Dom. Yeah. Right. He, he listened. Just, he listened. Mm -hmm. yeah, and and you know what? If they didn't, if they did go with that guy, cause he was thousand dollars cheaper, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's totally fine. But I still know I take, I only have great customers, like really the customers, clients mm -hmm. I have best people in the world. Yeah. I would love it if they were my neighbors, every single one of them. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's because I go out there and I think I put out that kind of mojo and they give that mojo back. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, we, we attract who we are. This is, I mean, it mm -hmm. totally yeah. goes back to, you know, that whole personal growth where we started in the conversation is if we're constantly working on improving ourselves and being better, mm -hmm. you know, and if that really is true that we attract who we are, yeah, we're going to get some you know, some oddballs and outliers, but for the most part, you know, we, we become the thermostat in the room, not the, we become the, therm the thermostat, not the thermometer. We will set the temperature for the environment. And that's just because of the person we are. That's not, nice. Yeah. So that's my, that's my hopeful, my idea about that. But, <laughs> it might be awful, <laughs> but no, no, no I know it's not because it, we just see it over and over, you know, when we're working with company, you know, people and companies, it's, it's wild. What happens when the cult it's a culture shift. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I do hope that the people listening have invested some, whatever, I don't mean they have to buy anything from you or me or anybody else, but mm -hmm. invested in their people because that's really yeah. the engine that drives the thing. So, you know, mm -hmm. bring some level of sales training or support to them so that they can, yeah. you know, it's, it's fine for us as owners to listen to it. Mm -hmm. It does no good inside my head. Well, I guess it does, but it doesn't 
it, it needs to be magnified and, and shared. Right? right. Yeah, absolutely. It's like investing in your people and then everybody as an individual also don't re- refuse to invest in yourself because maybe the owner or the boss is not, they didn't want to buy the training for me. Are you kidding me? You do, you're expecting someone else to invest in your own personal growth. You know, if you spend, you know, for example, a couple thousand bucks a month on a training program for six months, but the lifetime value for that is millions of dollars and you're not willing to spend 10 grand across where you're going to cash flow it monthly easily with the yeah. additional sales you're going to make anyway. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I can't even add up yourself? how much I've spent invested in my own training and I'm oh not gosh. done. I have a coach. I'm a business coach. Oh yeah. I have a coach. Same. Same. Yeah. I'm. I when I tell people the number that I normally train and they ask me how much I've spent across and I'm like 15 years I'm like I don't know 150,000 200,000 more yeah, it's, it, but it doesn't you know I know that the numbers are going to be a little bit bonkers here but yeah. when I was running the mail order pharmacy we weren't at 120 million at that point maybe we were in the 60s or 70s and I was talking to my business coach and and there had been a market shift and we were down on a certain line item and so he's like, you know, what's going on this week? What are, you know, what are the things you're, you're working on? I'm like, well, we're really down in this category. We need to move in here. And, and he made that one suggestion. He's like, well, have you looked at it like this? Well, that one suggestion was a $12 million lift. Mm-hmm. So you can't do the math on that. Yeah. How come I hadn't seen it? It's not like I'm a dumb, I mean, I'm not that smart, but I didn't see that. Sure. And he's just sort of on the other end of the phone. He's like, what about this? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, what about about that yeah it's the outside perspective right crazy oh i love this so let's um let's do this so tell us give everybody the the kind of rundown of the different podcasts that you run sure and uh, how they can get connected to them and then also um how they can reach out to you and and get connected with you and and uh, with what you do yeah yeah for sure i love to feature everybody so many there's not enough of us I am all about like let's help everybody. There's no competition here. We can literally clone ourselves times ten, and there's still not enough of us to help the people that need help. Yeah. So, for oh, sure, I got I to tell you, um, I, I agree with you in so many ways. So I've got two different podcasts, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you about the first one first because it's probably going to be a little outside of the circle for most of the people here, but maybe not. Maybe not. So the first one I want to tell you about is called Cabinet Maker Profit System. And so my audience on that show is cabinet makers, architectural mill workers, people that do closets, uh, and fine furniture, mm-hmm. crazy oh, underserved market, mm-hmm. uh, of really nice people yeah. who are running a manufacturing facility. So it's mm-hmm. a little, it, there's some, there's some nuances there about running one manufacturing facility, which is the same as if somebody's running a sheet metal shop, you know, it's that sure. same kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. That podcast is great, and it's just got a funny name, Cabinet Maker Profit System. Like, if you can't figure out who I am there, then well, it's easy to find. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, but proof that it's so underserved. I've gotten emails from um, people that sell California closets. I've gotten emails yeah. from cabinet people in the past that have listened to my podcast just because the philosophy is the same. Right. And isn't that interesting? You say that it's the philosophy, it's the people who understand I don't just have to talk to people who have a shop on the north side of the road that's run by two cousins that's in Albuquerque in order to get any value. No, this is a business conversation Mm -hmm. should be able and have a little fun. Like you and I 
clearly have fun, but hopefully people are taking a lot of value away, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's one show. And then the other one is Profit Tool Belt. I do this by hats, Sam. Oh, nice. Profit Profit Tool Belt. Profit Tool Belt. And profit like money, not like, you know, church. Profit Tool Belt. (laughs) Um, So, but (laughs) both of them, though, are about the business of the contracting business, which is really Mm -hmm. my specialty. I'm in the business of business. And so what I say to my listeners, and if anybody, there might be some people already on your show who listen to mine, is that I want you to move from being a contractor who has a couple of crews to being a business person who just happens to be a contractor. You speak the same language, man. Right. It's just got to be that, like, it's that mental shift. I just happen to be running a contracting business, but I'm a business man, business woman, business person. Mm -hmm. That's, that's who I appeal to. And that's who listens to my show. I love it. And that growth. So for everybody listen, I 100%. That's, so, I mean, good to great, right? Jim Collins, classic. Work on your business, not in it, right? Yeah. As, yeah, yeah. Michael Gerber, E-Myth, every bit of this, right? It's like your job as the owner and the leader is to work on the machine to make it run smoother. That means helping your people overcome those challenges, like in the meeting, right? Where are you stuck? How can yeah. I help you get unstuck? The machine's job, which is your business, is happens to sell heating and air or it happens to do cabinets or it happens to do garage doors or where plumbing whatever it is yeah but your job as the owner leader is helping the everyone in your machine run smoother and the machine run smoother look for those growth opportunities that kind of stuff yeah that's why you see growth in the in the strangest like tommy mellow oh yeah home, home, like I've I've interviewed Tommy. Have you had him on your show? Not yet. I, I've gone through the process. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. A, a guy, guy that's but... helping my um my virtual group, uh, Corey Barrier, who's actually a successful life podcast. If you haven't uh, been on his show, I'll get you connected as well. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, g- great, great podcast. But um, yeah, he's he's been on there. We're, we're kind of passing Tommy around for our shows. I love it. But and and he's a great interview and the power and the energy he comes mm-hmm. up. And there's some other people that are like that as well. But if you go back and look at even one eight hundred got junk, mm-hmm. which is now called O two E brands, right? Because it's one eight hundred got junk. Wow, one day paint. You, I think you move me has been split off and Shack Shine. Okay. Okay. Why is he running the world? He hauls junk. Uh-huh. But it's what he it's how he synthesizes business and creates success uh-huh. through culture and through systems mm-hmm. that allows people to grow. He right. hauls junk. Yeah. Does he? Does he really haul junk or does no, he, he actually change people's lives because he actually mm-hmm. changes yeah. people's lives. He makes it cool. I think that's why we're seeing such a move right now in all of the trades for these um, PE groups, private equity groups, and uh, consolidation, Mm. uh, not because so many owners were ready to sell, but because so many owners were ready to partner with somebody to to be able to implement a system because we were just, that's always been the thing for, you know, for eternity in the trades is... Is one guy maybe grow to a point, but nobody had the systems. Only the companies that grew are the ones that actually built systems and culture. And so for these groups, they're able to have a success, a verifiably successful system to be able to overlay on a company. Here, here's your, here's your menu. Follow this menu. Just do this. Step one, step two, step three. This is hamburger you for heating and air, for plumbing or for garage doors or for whatever it is. Yeah. And the really good systems still allow a lot of flexibility within it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a set of guidelines yeah. instead of rules. And, yeah, more, and more like best practices, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So cool. So how, so our community, how can people, one, how can people connect to you? 
Sure. Uh, obviously, everybody listen to the podcast. Uh, Profit Tool Belt as the uh, probably the one most yeah, people are that's probably really the one resonate people are listen to. Let's be honest. I, I, yeah. I, and I'll tell you, I I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm gonna because uh, I'm really excited about our conversation today. And uh, it's sneak peek, for everybody. Um, I may be a guest on that show sometime pretty oh, soon. I think you will. I <laughs> so, but so they they can connect to you there, but also. How do they connect and what services do you offer that they can really dive into? Yeah. Well, when is this episode going to go live? This will Roughly. be January 5th. Oh, good. Okay. Two days so from now. I, two days from now. Perfect. <laughs> I, I actually bumped a couple to uh, to put yours in because I've got oh, some other you. plans for some launches and stuff with the other episodes. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, since it's the beginning of the year, I have a masterclass I'm running called make 2024 your best year ever. Okay. It's an hour. So it's, it's really consumable. You take lots of notes. You do need to be somewhere quiet and confidential because it's business owner language during mm -hmm. that, that masterclass. Uh, but if people want to join that, just get on the, the list and then we'll, we'll send you the invite for the day and the time. Okay. Uh, just text me pretty simple. Send okay. me a text. It's 315-903. 7853 uh and just say best year ever just as our i don't know like secret wink then i know then i know they do yeah. they want to go on that that i love that it and make make sure when you text text uh dominic to uh mention you listen, heard him on the closing oh, podcast yeah yeah no please say and say that again what should they say uh, just that you heard him on the close it now podcast perfect yeah do that Mm -hmm. um that and you know that's just an easy friendly way just text me and i'll yeah make sure when is I, that session going to be held um you know what we are holding we're actually holding one today so nobody's going to make it to that <laughs> but we should have one we're, we're going to run another one here in january i don't know okay. the date yet i don't know okay. the date so what we do is we just have everybody on a wait list and we send out an email if you can make it you can make it if you cool. can't you can't but that's okay sure. you know mm -hmm. we'll just we'll continue to to offer it and i love it um yeah yeah. So thank you. Oh, by the way, I'm, I have a book coming out as well. It's called Construction Millionaire Secrets. Ooh, love it. I just added two chapters to it. So it previously had 20 secrets. Now it's got 22. Okay. Um, and the, that one's going to be- bonus too, right? Like you were talking about? Yeah, the bonus too. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I realized that we needed a lot more on time management mm -hmm. and a lot more on profitable estimating than I had in the first version. And that was Ooh, nice. feedback from the audience. So I, mm -hmm. we added those chapters in. So if somebody wants that, text me, you know? Perfect. I love it. I I will text you as well because I'd love to have one of those uh, when it comes out. Thank um, you. Oh, man, this is great. So, uh, yeah, everybody listen. I hope you've gotten some value. I know I've gotten value, which means I know that the listeners have as well. Thank um, you. So thanks for being on today, man. It's kind of time to land this plane. And uh, the, gosh, any, I, I guess, any parting words before I admit, I've got a couple of announcements to cover and some housekeeping, but yeah, what's, uh, leave us with something that's... So what this podcast is known for also mm. is an actionable item that people can implement immediately out of every show. Um, mm. So what is something that... It could be a mindset thing. It could be an actual you know, tactical thing. What's something that you can you know, give everybody right now that they can just run with right away? Mm, I want to say something really wise. But let's go back to the topic that we had here. The budget, need, timing, and trust. Draw that as a quadrant on your page, B-N-T-R, mm -hmm. and underneath that, write the number two. That now becomes your pre-call plan. Before you walk in or before one of your technicians walks into somebody's home, just remind them that we need to ask a couple of questions about budget, need, 
timing, mm-hmm. and trust. And then find out the two technical things. And sometimes the technical thing is, are you going to let my cat out? Mm-hmm. Or what kind of solvent do you use? Because I'm allergic to the smell. Whatever it is, sure. it's their thing. Just find mm-hmm. out. Very simple. Love and then it. maybe the other thing is, please remember, your technicians did not grow up wanting to be salespeople. So mm-hmm. stop trying to force be a salesperson down their throat. It's right. just not their natural happy place. Uh-huh. So maybe work with you, Sam, to figure out, call Sam back, find out from Sam, how do you position that? Mm-hmm. So a technician feels like this is the greatest job in the world and they don't force me to sell. I just right. help people. I love it. I love it. That's so powerful too, especially for all of you listening that there's a big move right now for the call by call management system uh, model. Um, so especially if you're the person on the other end of the phone and those technicians are out in the field, this is such an easy way to have an, a nice like have it right in front of you and make sure you get those questions answered when you when they reach out um, for that to to make that close. And so that's a you know can be handy. I can imagine our, I'm, my mind's like ten different ways like you could use this, but that's the one that's very top of mind right now in the industry with the the move towards the call by call model. Um, so I like it. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out today. This has definitely been a, a great conversation. I am uh, I'm excited to uh, definitely to listen to the uh, the profit tool belt. And a couple housekeeping things for everyone listening. Um, one of the biggest announcements is right now I am going January 25, 26, 27 in Salt Lake City is Door to Door Con 7. And I am a speaker along with the keynotes this year are Lance Armstrong, uh, Sean White, multi, multi gold Olympic gold medalist, Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference. Uh, founder of the Black Swan Group, and of course, Sam Taggart, who is the founder of Door to Door Experts, and myself. And for all of you listening in the HVAC world, Victor Rancour is going to be speaking there as well. Um, but so this this is why I made it a point earlier. You started yeah. on doors because this it's so interesting with everything that's going on. Everybody's in this bloodbath over digital marketing and how can and call volume is down 30, 40%. And to continue to do the same thing is and expect different results is what what's Albert Einstein say. It's insanity. Insanity, right? And yeah. so that's why doors right now is becoming such a big thing. And so I'm basically leading the the face of doors for HVAC right now. And so that is that's where we're at. Is uh, I've got companies all across the country that are dipping their toe in it. They're trying it. You know, one two people go out and. You know, the numbers prove true, everybody listening, every hour, and you don't have to have a crazy script. Yes, in my course, I have a whole module on on door scripting, but you don't even need that. You can just go out and start talking to people like normal. And I guarantee you, no matter your skill level, every hour, you're going to set one to three appointments for your technicians to come in and do evaluations. And then discovery happens. They get really good at asking questions, and then problems get solved. So... Uh, doors are, uh, it's I'm all about innovating and turning industry on its head. So this is industry disruption right now, which I'm really excited about. So leading the charge on that, I'm speaking door-to-door con seven. Everyone listening, it's January 25, 26, 27. Get yourself there with your team. Um, go to hvacdoors.net and use the code SAMW20, S-A-M-W-20, and that's a 20% discount on your tickets. Uh, so to use that. And also in March, I am hosting, it is going to be the 
21st and 22nd, I am hosting an in-person sales masterclass in Austin or in Round Rock, Texas, just north of Austin. Uh, that is, I'm going to be deep diving and taking you through the Close It Now sales system, which is every time I roll in the field, I'm having companies we're averaging right around 70% in-house close rate. Um, so it is it's it's really really fun what's happening it's everything we talked about today is basically you you might as well have listened to my cell system and, and we've so, never met it just proves that the system works if exactly. we're doing it in completely different parts of the country yeah 100% you know we've got you you know up in canada and i'm down here in texas and obviously we travel all over and help people everywhere but the point is the philosophy proven philosophies are proven philosophies mm -hmm. and it's incredible what happens so Everyone listening, um, reach out to me directly. You, join one, join the Facebook group. Uh, go to the Close It Now Facebook group. I'd love for you to join as well, uh, so we can stay connected that way. And or email me Sam at closeitnow.net, um, or pop me a text five one two three six four eight five five nine, and uh, let me know that you want more info about the Sales Masterclass that's going to be happening in March in Austin, Texas. And, and I, I promise if you come, I am going to cater in one day, we're going to have the best tacos you've ever eaten. And the next day you're going to have the best barbecue you've ever eaten. And so uh, no one caters like I cater for my events. <laughs> so, but that's it. That's, that's all we got for today. Uh, last, very last thing, everyone, if you've ever gotten value from this podcast, I would love for you to leave me a five-star review wherever you listen. It is so important. Uh, your business lives and dies in reviews. So does mine. So thank you for listening. I'm grateful for every single one of you. 2024 is about to be off the charts. Incredible. And I can't wait to help and serve every single one of you more. Dominic, thanks for being here today, man. Uh, thank you for having me. We'll have you on my show soon. Absolutely, man. We'll coordinate that. And uh, awesome, man. Until next time, everyone, go save the world. One heat stroke at a time. Go save the world one frostbite at a time. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.